Gray Fox. Praise games. you waiting huh hello friends and welcome to gray fox plays games the video game podcast for people that know that odd world is a damn good time and i for one cannot wait to play it again very soon but joining me on the podcast on this week i'm going to start with our souls man the most soulsiest man in video games in fact when he goes to a restaurant he orders a Salisbury steak michael card edwards aka michael how you doing buddy i'm good man well did you just come up with that was that off the cuff uh, yeah no, that's off the cuff that's off the cuff that's what you get that's part of the service my brother and this is why you're in the in the presenter chair, right? You're in the host <laughs> chair, and I'm in the schmuck chair because my word, that was tasty. Uh, I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. How are you doing? I see you're wearing know. another video game inspired T-shirt, uh, Legend of Zelda, by the looks of it. Yes, yes, one for the collection. Thank you very much, Michael. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving life, man. I really enjoyed the last pod. Um, I thought it was awesome that we had AJ, a guy who actually makes video games, on the pod. We've got some other guests lined up in the near future. Uh, but AJ, if you are listening, thanks for being a good sport and joining. We really appreciated your candor as well as just your your downright dopeness in video games. Speaking about dopeness, that leaves me from my souls man to the most molesiest man in video games, John Moles, aka the man in the chair. Producer Moles, how you doing, sir? I'm really good. Thank you very much. Uh, had, had, a, had a good Easter break. Everyone's refreshed and everyone's rearing to go. So yeah, I'm good. Nice, nice, nice. Well, well, I, I want to hear. I'm going to pause you for a second, Producer Moles, because I want to hear what your colleague has been playing recently, Mister Carden Edwards. What have you been playing, my son? Well, that's it. You got you got you come to the guy without the PlayStation Five, yeah. What are you playing <laughs> on your on your potato, Michael? What, what have you been doing to amuse yourself, eh? Whilst how's, we're sitting how's here, how's the abacus? Our, how's the abacus and the fucking tail <laughs> and the donkey? Yeah, how are you doing over there, son? Um, right. Do go easy on the boy. He does try ever so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, right, right. I am going to humbly, humbly apologise for uh, any. Any uh, discontent I may have caused or, 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 or sadness I may have caused to both Bungie and to fans of Destiny, um, because several weeks ago on this podcast, let's put it straight, I buried the damn thing. All right? I buried it six feet under the fact that it used to be good, it used to be dope, and now it's, now it's woeful and crap. Okay, Can we bleep crap out? Can we keep crap? Can I say crap? In, but artistic integrity, it should be kept. Exactly. Uh, crap. We'll some okay? in however, <laughs> right? Here is my comma, however. So you boys on the PS5 bandwagon, obviously me, me and you, Flinty, and our Mr. Man, our other man, Woods, we're Destiny vets, right? We bought that game, Destiny 2, week day one. one all it. about it. Day one, wasn't it? And uh, we, we were on the grind for a year. Loved it. And um, we lost touch with it we were disenfranchised let's put it that way okay well this is it right so and with moles recently getting on the ps5 or coming into the world of this generation console be it ps4 ps5 or what what have you obviously moles you've got a wealth of games to play however you joined us on the destiny train and now myself flint woods and yourself we all got the we all downloaded that game again we purchased the latest expansion things beyond light that was released at the end of last year and we've been banging on it and i tell you what 
it's it's just phenomenal, isn't it? I have to. I'm gonna resend everything bad I said because there are a few things more wonderful in video gaming than excellent gunplay. I mean, I'm only playing at 30 FPS. You guys with your 60 FPS, whatevs. Um, <laughs> excellent gunplay. It feels great, right? The, the weapon variety is phenomenal. Okay, and when you've done a strike and you get to the very end of a dungeon, right, and that glorious chesty chesty McLoot box appears as if as if from nowhere as if as if as if given to you by the gods themselves and then the money shot happens and glorious engrams and glimmer loot loot, give me the loot delicious loot to shower our faces in a hot sticky mess it's just it's just wonderful isn't it it's absolutely wonderful that little the way it captures the ability and this is the one for so you know when like you, you see a video game advertisement right I don't think they'll ever top this. So for Destiny 1, back in the day, they done an advertising campaign. Look it up. We'll, I'm sure we'll tweet about the video because it's an awesome video of free. It's a live action Destiny video of these three dudes basically gunning their hell out of stuff while Led Zeppelin's playing in the background. And that is it. You're with your, you're with your mates. You are just taking on the entire universe of bad guys. There's always a big bad at the end. He's always big. He's always metal. He's always tough. And you die a few times, but you pick each other up. And it's like, I'm not letting you die. And then that's it. You kill the bad guy. The loot is there. And you basically, that loop, when they get that loop right, oh, I just again and again, all of a sudden you blink. It's two in the morning and you've gone, you know what? There's still a lot more to grind, but goddamn, what a grind. It's just, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Like, and this is the thing, like, obviously, me and you, Finn, we're used to the um, live action games as a service genre you know in terms of they're going to hook me in with their weekly rewards essentially like last night we we, we got into destiny uh myself moles and woods and um i was like well i've got to do three strikes lads uh i've got to do three strikes with my arc power as my subclass thing and that they joined me man and they, they cracked on and we and it's exactly what we said the best thing about it is is that it's i'm not getting shot at by 12 year olds like call of duty <laughs> i, I I, I'm as good as I feel I can be and nothing else is making me not good. It's, it's down to me. It's not down to how good some nerd is in his basement. Is, do you know what I mean? And I like mm-hmm. that. I feel like I can progress at a good rate that way. Now, question to you, Moles. I'm used to the, the gas model, right, where you're just basically on the grind. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Destiny now you've been playing it for about three weeks or so? I, I don't mind a good grind. Well, there's been a lot of games historically that I've played, which has been a good grind, you know, plowing 200 hours. In. I mean, some people plow thousands of hours into Destiny in its life. So. But yeah, my experience of Destiny 2 so far has been brilliant. Um, I mean, on the PS5, on my big TV, it looks glorious. Um, when I first ventured into Stadia this time last year, Destiny 2 was one of the premium games they offered. And having played it these past couple of weeks in 4K, you know, 60 FPS on the big TV. Looking back, when I attempted to play it on Stadia, it was like bloody 360p. The quality was awful. It was janky as hell. It's just like there was no incentive to grind and get your good gear and progress in the game. But playing it these past few weeks, it's been like, yeah, I'll do a little bit of strikes. Anyone available tonight? No, fine. I'll just crack on with myself and just do some of the story. <laughs> and you say the elements, the you're not playing 12 year olds who have you know plowed thousand hours into blooming war zone 
and you know you turn the corner and you're shot you turn the same corner again you get shot from the other side like, well this is this is not fun we, and we tried it it wasn't fun we got rid of it playing against kind of the, the enemies of ai brilliant so I, I can't, oh, look, there's there is that there's that pvp oh, element if you want it though goes to crucible there, or do there you is, gambit, right there is i tried it and i died like it's just it's not fun no nah, it's just we got once we get to a good level like trust me like the like the one game on the internet that we were okay at when we're at the right light level cap is the pvp elements in in destiny you can find a good time there yeah me and me and uh, i remember when we played original destiny 2 we'd got up to that threshold where we're not really progressing too much in terms of gear like i think i'm at that now like i'm 1267 i think now and i'm not you know it's rare that i'm gonna be going up heavily i think it's gonna happen i'm gonna get higher obviously but it's not big jumps like i was seeing Um, it's more about exotic cosmetic stuff you'll be looking for now as opposed to the light grind Kind of, I guess. I mean, I don't really know what the cap is, really. I mean, I don't, I've seen people like 1300 and it's like, what the hell? But the, when we played uh, Crucible before and you had some of the modes like the, um, like the, the bomb, the, the, the sites where you've got A, B, and C and you've got to capture the things, like, I found that incredibly fun because me and Flinny were proper organized and we had obviously headsets on. You go to C, I'm going to, and it, I know it sounds stupid because that's kind of stuff's been in like Battlefield and Call of Duty and stuff for years, but on Destiny, because I've invested so much into my character, because I knew all of his cool abilities, because I knew, you know, I mean, there was something about it that I was more connected with than random faceless generic jerk on Call of Duty. Like it felt better to me. And it was like, it was, it was really rewarding because like we're not, I'm not known as a, as like a as like a pvp expert i mean i'm pretty decent at modern warfare not warzone but at halo back in the day i was decent at but it was nice to know that i can still contribute do you know what i mean in a, in a pvp yeah. setting and destiny kind of gave me that I, th- I think maybe the time will come but i mean i'm very comfortable with going against the ai stuff and doing the doing the strikes and doing the yeah, mis- and long may it continue like it's the, the thing about destiny is that when it sings it absolutely sings and it's a long song and it's a song that you don't want to stop listening to because basically what happens is can i fit any more music analogies in there because uh, essentially the idea of just doing that grind and you want you're hooked on it you're rewarded by it and then you'll be eventually get to a place where mikey is at the moment where it's like well actually i'm not getting too much out of the reward from that but there's going to be a whole new facet of destiny to play whether that's Going to be looking at a new game mode. There's new stuff in the helm that looks com- like really interesting. I'm interested to see how the seasons are going to work. I just think that they've managed to once again go through the same problems they had with Destiny 2 with the original launch of, ah, there wasn't much end game going on here. And the best thing they could have done was take a step back to go forward. And that's what they've done here. Dude, bear in mind, right? We we encountered a strike boss the other night. That dude with the metal music and the amazing. That was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Loved it. It was the most bossiest boss ever, wasn't it? It was an incredible boss, right? But bear in mind, right? We haven't scratched raids. We haven't scratched dungeons. We ain't scratched this game, right? We haven't. Only really last night we were getting really involved with modding the armor and stuff, you know? Like, there's a lot of depth to this game that we're not scratching yet. And we will. Um, and that I'm excited to do it because I'm doing it with my pals. You know, I mean, it feels nice. And obviously, I live, you know, miles away from you boys. I live in Spain. You guys live in the UK. Um, it's nice to better connect. Woods lives obviously somewhere else in the UK from you guys, so it's just a nice way for us to chip on the old internet, shoot some bad guys, and yeah, have a bit of fun. Well, fucking hey, let's just say long may destiny continue. And well done, boys. You pulled out the bag. I joined Michael in my 
retraction of critiques, but hey, what do we know? You guys have turned it around and absolutely loving it. So we'll report back on the League of Shadows as we progress on. But boys. And if you'd like to join our clan. Ah, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's pray it out. In fact, yeah, um, we've, we've got currently four players and obviously four players on Destiny sucks because you can only do things in free. So let's expand the clan. So search for the League of Shadows, T-L-O-S. You will find us there. We'll accept you. If you like Destiny, then, you know, we'll give, we'll give it we'll give it a goose and we'll have some fun shooting the hell out of Hellspawn. Um, chaps, before we get into the news, you know what? I feel like spinning that wheel. Should we give it a, give it a spin? Maybe do a couple of spins this this episode. Spin it, man. Spin it. I'm all okay, about the wheel. So for the uninitiated, we have a wheel of topics which are suggested by readers as well as from ourselves, where basically we have no time to prepare. So the idea is that we spin the wheel, we get a subject, we talk about it for a bit. Sometimes it's absolute genius, like we talk about our love for that old ball game, Kalula Sport, whatever it was on PlayStation, or we come out of crap like, you know, Metal Gear Solid, I think that's a masterpiece. Anyway, let's spin this week. gimmicks talk through your favorite video game gimmicks whether that's hardware or software of the last few generations what you'd like to see more of or what you'd like to see less of it's easy for me i've got a few that spring to mind oh my here here yours um if i wanted to go and buy the rock band drums or i wanted to buy a proper like guitar old school guitar controller you, you're gonna to have to spend some money to do it these days like they're like a grand on eBay. really yeah i'm devastated because i threw away my rock band drums i, like I broke so many of those drum sets yeah this is it right <laughs> and um i think i did i have the i think i had the guitar ones um i love those games i have to admit i really really love those games i love i know it was a gimmicky peripheral thing at university oh, there was man, nothing more it. fun you know what i mean um I don't know how big of a market there is for that stuff anymore. Um, but I, I kind of think the peripheral stuff is a little bit dead. Like Tony Hawk tried to come out with a skateboard, if you remember. Um, <laughs> it's a little, a Kids everywhere jumping off of their sofas onto a yeah. controller and just smashing it. <laughs> it's a little bit bizarre, but uh, I, I, I loved it, man. I loved, I loved Guitar Hero. I thought it was wonderful. Um, uh, there, there is, I mean, did you know Rock Band 4 is still, they still release DLC for it to this day. Yeah, my my old my old podcast partner John Crick on Talk Film with me. Um, he worked for not the guys who made Rock Band, but the guys who made Guitar Hero. Um, his job for a period of time. Actually, we should get him on to talk about this because it's pretty dope. Um, his job for a period of time was, oh, we're going to do an Eric Clapton DLC. Can you break it down into uh, MIDI tracks? And he'll basically decide, okay, these are the buttons you press to be able to do that. Uh, you know, my uh, John, my other podcasting host, is an excellent musician and uh, lived lived that life for a bit. Wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, but uh, when I think about gimmicks, although I didn't go hardware off the top of my head, although there's lots of things you just op- open little doors in my mind of, of the hardware stuff, I'm going to talk about software gimmicks. And I'm going to say it now. I'm, I'm, I might be unpopular for saying this. Quick timer events. Can I f*** off? Like, I'm, I'm done with the... It was a thing for about 10 years, wasn't it? And only every now and again they, qu- they creep in, where it's just a... How do we make this cinematic more more like cinematic? Um, why don't we get them to press a button randomly just to show they're paying attention? Like, ah, oh, it annoys me, man. Like, so how did you find? Did you ever play the game Heavy Rain? Yes, right, because that game is just literally all quick time events. So how, it how must be called that? Quick Time Event. Um, I did not like it, but my wife 
absolutely adored it. She doesn't play video games that much, but she did. It was Heavy Rain. One of her favourite movies of all time is Seven. And the way I sold this to her before we played it together was, like, oh, we get to play this together. I don't play a video game with you. I was like, oh, come on, it'll be fun. Uh, it's kind of like a movie. It's inspired by the movie Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, let's play it. She went deep on it. She absolutely loved it because the controls are quite simple, right? It's just a case of, oh, I can't actually move around. I can just kind of move around. Oh, cool. I get to make the naked chick stand in the shower for a bit. But it's not necessarily fun. Did like, you play, just, um, did you play, is it Until Dawn, like the interactive movie game, like the zombie horror game? See, God damn it, man. Yes, I did. And I enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy Detroit Become Human. Um, no, because that's a David Cage game and that guy sucks. Oh, really? I, I, I don't know the, the innards of that. Is, is, are you allowed to say on the podcast or is it like a legal thing? Uh, no, he's the guy that makes those games and he's he's awful. Like, uh, I... Um, yeah, he did. Uh, I think he'd done uh, Beyond Two Souls as well. Um, I just ah, his okay. games, the writing in it. Just I played. I played. Which one did I play? He's the guy that did Heavy Rain as well. Um, yeah. I find I've I had I bought Heavy Rain when it was released, and I found the whole thing to be nauseating, um, like je- uh, je- painful to, to play. The writing I thought was kind of atrocious. Um, I then played another one. I think I played. Detroit become human. It was like on a games of gold or a game. Yeah, yeah, they gave it, it was away something on like PSN, that. Yeah. Didn't they, last year. I gave it a go and I was like, this is I, I, everything about it. I hated basically. It was such a, I mean, I don't want to slag it off too much, but the thing about Detroit become human that annoyed me was this. Again, this is a gimmick of every decision you make impacts the whole storyline. And it's like, well, no, actually there are three options. And those three options don't actually splinter off into other options. You just make it look like it does. And I'm not going to play this again just because instead of picking up the knife, I picked up the frying pan. You know, the outcome yeah, and you pretty saw, much the same. You saw the same thing, but with a different model in the hand. Like, nah, I'm good, bruv. Don't need it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like quick time events really did do me in. One of the things also when it comes to that sort of stuff is they tend to be very with the obviously quick timer events are in all all games but i want to move on to other gimmicks which are very console exclusive so for example the touchpad on a playstation 4 controller and i swear the only thing why it made its way over the ps5 is because of backwards compatibility it might as well just be called the map button like no one ever picked it up and done stuff with it i i think i think um si- uh, the guys that make cyberpunk and the witcher what are they called uh, cd project red yeah it took me, I was like 50 hours into The Witcher until I realized I could swipe it and get the map up quicker. Like, that <laughs> <laughs> killed me, man. That absolutely killed me. Um, it was the question gimmicks we didn't like or gimmicks we liked? So it's gimmicks, we, it's just gimmicks, and you talk about the ones you don't like and the ones you like as well. So feel right. free to pitch in so the ones you don't like as well. My favorite gimmick, right, I'd say this. Again, I'm going back to hardware again just because I, I, this was a gimmick from uh, the Sega Mega Drive slash Genesis whatever, wherever you're from. Um, I absolutely loved the compatibility of sticking the Sonic and Knuckles uh, game with the flip top and then sticking Sonic 2 or 3 on top of it. And you could play those games as Knuckles in the old game. Did anyone else stick old games? Did anyone else stick old games in there hoping somehow for Knuckles (laughs) being like Dick Dick Tracy or something? (laughs) Mate, I was hoping for Knuckles in Bonanza Brothers, mate. I love that game. But like that... That if you if you ever get a chance, go and go and deep dive into the history of how that came about and the tech used it is incredible. 
genuinely incredible. I, it's to this day, it blows my mind. One of my, as a kid, I remember at one point I had Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Free, and an action replay all in one Tower of Doom. And it worked. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can I can basically be supersonic anywhere I want due to the action replay, but I can do it all as knuckles in Sonic Free. Like just my brain as a kid just like couldn't compute this whatsoever. The day I got an action replay cartridge, man, what a day that was. Oh, mate, what I a day that things. was. Oh. I had one I had one for my PlayStation One. And it was also a means to play copied games. Don't endorse it, kids. Uh, But times were tough back then. And the idea of these cheat cartridges where back in the day you used to get these thick books, right, these thick books, and you'd literally open up a little console inside the action replay cartridge and you would have to type in some codes. And these codes would be linked to literally every video game in the world would be in this book at this point, I suppose it felt like it anyway. And what I loved was that these would really mod your games. And you know, what I really miss actually is crazy cheats in video games. So not necessarily, I mean, and this is for me, it was that action replay where you could literally just be like, Oh, you're going to change the contrast of the game. And that contrast is meaning you're actually going to glow and that's going to look cool too. You're literally changing the physics of the game. Well, wasn't it all basically memory hacking? Like you're changing yeah. memory. Yeah. So you know, you want a gun, it's like you load the game, you change you know, you change the normal bit of memory that you start with a crappy pistol to the rocket launcher. Yeah, it, it overrides it for the session, doesn't it? Yeah. The, thing is, I, so the, the first Sonic game had debug mode built in, right? You could get on do the, the debug turn mode. Turn into the items, yeah. And turn into the items and just play some million springs and all that kind of stuff. You could do that like on the game. I'm pretty sure you could. And it's like, I suppose games are more simple back then, right? They didn't have to really deal with physics. Yeah. yeah. But still, like, I loved it when especially in like the late 90s, early 2000s, they basically just let you have at it, either it be through cheat codes or allow these peripherals to help to hack into it. I mean, games like Crazy Taxi, you know, it's been like, oh, you know what, there's actually a cheat mode where basically there's no gravity. So you just go drive around. GTA is world famous for its cheat menu of all these cool things you can do. It was kind of gimmicky. It feels like a gimmick now if anyone introduces it again, but I I love that stuff back then. You got so much more hours out of your games because you'll be like, you know what? I've done the story. I've done everything else. You know, that'd be quite fun. Just basically making myself invincible, turning off gravity and setting myself to five stars and just saying there of a rocket launcher on top of a car park saying, bring it. I remember I, I- Back in the day, um, cheats for Quake Three, where you just have like rapid fire rocket launchers, and like rocket launcher damage didn't do anything, so you'd literally just shoot it at the ground and then fire yourself in the air. It's just crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, you're That's what, such you're a mum's thing to do. <laughs> you did, well, you used to do all sorts. It was like again, it was kind of like hacking the memory. But you don't get cheats nowadays. Even the closest. The closest you get to cheats now is because, and I think one of the reasons for this is because everything is tied into an achievement system, right? Um, so, and you'd only get them nefariously. Now, if you um, go onto like the Steam Workshop, for example, you can get all kinds of crazy shit from there, but they will disable your achievements on Steam. Uh, I do think a lot of it is tied into achievements, to be honest. Yeah, with you. you're right. Because I think if you're cheating, it. you can basically do whatever you want. There are some games that be like, if you turn this on, no achievements for you. But it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I have um, one more. One more I'd like to just quickly mention, if that's okay. Um, it. It's a fairly recent one, but gyroscopic aiming is dope. All right. 
playing uh, two games come to mind when I think of gyroscopic aiming on the Switch is uh, obviously Zelda. Uh, when you're aiming a bow, it's a lot easier to do this and wiggle the, the console around to find your sweet spot rather than use the thumbsticks, which, you know, you spam it too hard and it, you, know, you can't find it. Um, my, uh, so my, uh, my, my ex-girlfriend, as I were, she was like a mad Splatoon 2 player. Like, <laughs> what you say, she's an archer and she... she yeah. uh, <laughs> the um, reason why we're not together is because I put a switch on my head and said, can you <laughs> knock it off? <laughs> like, dope Splatoon player, right? She would play this game, complete gyro mode. And watching her play it was fucking like wizardry. Like, and I, I, Splatoon 2 is a great game. You've heard me talk about it on this show before. It is really, really good. Um, I was so inferior to her at this game because she could do gyro gyro mode and i couldn't on splatoon it's fucking mad how amazing it when you see someone taking advantage of it to get the right nuanced movement just to aim perfectly it's like it's like another thing like i i i can't compute working that fast like it took me a long time to go from keyboard and mouse to controller you know going then to gyro to do something competitively uh, i'm out but yeah, it's a really good feature. Like gyro mode on the Switch is, is really good. Must be like nice doing one. a workout. Silence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should, I um, should not be sweating. I should not be sweating to play video games. Yeah. Could I chip in and say something that I absolutely despise? And uh, it's in everything. Absolutely every freaking game has it. In-game currency. What's that about? <laughs> right? I've got to buy, you know, like a thousand silver to get an item. Oh, what's a thousand? It's all, it's all, it's all microtransactions. It is. Stuff, it is. But the but microtransactions, that's okay. If you want to pay some money to get better stuff, that's what I'm, I'm okay with that. And loot boxes, we won't go there. But just in-game currency, like, you know, I've got to buy a thousand silver to get an item. Okay, the first thing I'm going to do is say, well, how much is a thousand silver going to cost me? Oh, that's six ninety nine. Just say that item is six ninety nine, <laughs> and then what? What they do as well is they'll put sales thirty percent sale on. So it's not a thousand silver, you know, it, it's six hundred and fifty. Or that's now, you know, it's not six ninety nine. That's like four pound eighty or whatever it'll be. Just say it's four pound eighty. <laughs> You're making me do some sort of conversion <laughs> from in game currency to normal currency. Just tell me the price. Put it on there. Why? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not an episode unless one of us goes spicy about something. I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, I agree with you, though, man. It's a, it can be a little bit, a little bit frustrating. Just on the before it becomes old man yells at cloud. I do agree with you. Just to wrap off the the gimmicks thing, let's talk about a new gimmick that's come again, a console exclusive. Which I don't know if this is going to disrupt the industry or not as such. But on PlayStation, they have introduced a new feature. This new feature is called game cards. These game cards give you a guide as to where you are. In in that section of the game and help to get through this now this is causing a bit of an uproar for two reasons one uh for purists it is saying hey come on guys you're supposed to get good by yourself imagine if a soul of all souls games were just like here's a video how you do it here's how you beat the boss it's kind of that rite of passage being lost the second thing is especially in the media side of things is this is kicking up a massive stink because publishers like IGN and Eurogamer and all that sort of stuff, they get their SEO equity, not just from the news they publish, but all the content they have, specifically game guides. And they're going, hey, we, 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 we want to write your game guides. Don't, don't, don't like, take our stuff. Don't take our jabs. Um, so this is going to be an interesting one because game developers are going to have to put money to this. This ain't cheap to do. You need someone to make the content. And does that mean you have a dedicated person for this? Or, and do you only do that for one 
gimmick on one console. It's a lot to invest. Do you think this feature is actually going to pick up or not? When they announced it, and um, I saw like they, I saw a couple of the early kind of PS5 videos when people had got them, and they were talking about this feature. My initial reaction was, that seems like a lot of hard work. Mm. Um, and to tarp hold this and to to continue it and to give that to make it work. Kind of, yeah, and I, I'm not sure it's something. Like, I, it's difficult because again, like us three. We are experienced video game players. Uh, you mentioned the other the other week about f- playing Final Fantasy VIII, where unless you talk to some dude in a bar across the world, you know, you won't know where to go. And it's just like you know, you we're not. I don't need hand holding in video games. Do you know what I mean? Like if I'm really, one hand holding, I'll go find it. Like it's just you know, get your phone out, internet it, job done, sort of thing. Yeah, um, but there are a lot of people that aren't like us. You know, that's, that's the thing. And it's, I applaud, I applaud Sony for trying this. If I'm honest with you, I think it's something that, um, anything to help accessibility, um, and anything to help, um, gamers who get frustrated by things in that sense, in terms of difficulty, what have you, um, should be applauded. You know, gaming is for everyone at the end of the day, and there's nothing worse than playing a video game, getting stuck and feeling like an idiot. Well, when you're trying to do something, you're trying to relax to, you know, I play souls games because I like the punishing nature of it because I feel like the feeling like an idiot for an hour until you get that massive. <laughs> it's the video rush. game equivalent of just whipping yourself. Going, I deserve this. I deserve this. Yeah. But then eventually you'll whip yourself and then somehow a hand will come down and give you a beer or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's my reward. Thank you, master. You know, that's kind of how it is, you know, with, with this, like, I think it's a bit too much work. I ain't going to use it, bruv, but fair enough. Have at it. If people use it, that's cool. Applaud Sony for giving people the option. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, it's just going to become the touchpad of PS5, right? In terms of developers. Uh, Now it's there. Can we please stop dissing this touchpad? Like, what the hell is? What's going <laughs> Sorry, on? Sorry, the map swipey button. Didn't they? Didn't they release a back touchpad? Do you remember that? No, I heard they made a peripheral, like as yeah, an attacker, so but they, they never really they, took off. There's a peripheral for the PS4 controller, which was like a back, like a like a, a essentially some kind of button that you can put on the back of your controller. Yeah, and that that um, fueled loads of speculation that that was going to be on the PS5, didn't it? Yeah. Ended up to be, and yeah. then it, and then it wasn't. And now I haven't heard from it in like a year or two years. I don't know what happened to it. So curious to know what people use it for. Is it okay, I will say I will say this on Astro's Playroom, which is one of the best games on PS5. I shit you not and i'm not just saying that because there's not that many games out it's seriously one the, it it's really one of fun. the it's one of the four games on ps5 <laughs> yeah exactly but it's actually generally very very good they make use of the touchpad in their quite in you know quite fun ways so maybe maybe but um anyway what are your gimmicks in video games that you you'd like to see more of or less of get in contact with us on twitter at gray fox plays anyway like, let's uh, let's talk about some news so playstation announced their P- uh, ps plus games for april just in time for the month of april and oh my days what a collection seriously so on the same day that Oddworld soulstorm gets released it's actually available on playstation plus for free now that you can't i mean i'll buy that for a dollar that's amazing like i'm so stoked about this let's just take a moment to acknowledge how cool that is it's awesome like, it's genuinely awesome it reminds me a little bit of when rocket league was released um and it was a ps plus um game on uh, when it was released 
Um, and that was the critical thing to get people play it. And now Rocket League is one of the biggest gaming things in the world, right? Um, yeah. It's Did dope. you ever play the original? What, Rocket League? No, uh, Abe's Odyssey. Oh, Abe's Odyssey. What, on the PlayStation 1? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Of course, man. Everyone, Hello, me. Uh, you can... <laughs> <laughs> like, Abe's Odyssey was incredible. I mean, I will say Abe's, Abe's um, Oddworld, or whatever the hell it was called. Um, the last one that was released, I that was a PS Plus game at some point as well. Um I played it. Don't it was hard as nails, man. Those yeah, games it kind of lost its way. Yeah. So with, I, I with did. I'm intrigued. It looks, it looks good. It, it looks. It looks like a. It looks really fun. Um, I'm down for it, man. And I. I this is nothing saying a game I'd have bought otherwise. So well played. Exactly. And with the Oddworld franchise, they've kind of so they've got a plan like a five story arc, which is supposed to be Abe's Odyssey, Abe's, Abe's Exodus, and then they decided to really say F you to PlayStation and become an exclusive on the Xbox with Munch's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, that didn't work out in terms of continuing on in that story. So they ended up coming back and remaking uh, Oddworld um, Abe's Odyssey as Abe, uh, it was Oddworld New and Tasty. And that was the free game that you were talking about a moment ago. This is a sequel, I believe, to that. So eventually they will tell the story they want to say. But let's face it, 90s games were epic for one reason and one reason only, especially in the Oddworld game, which is the ability to fart on command, which as a little like 11-year-old just sitting there making him fart repeatedly was nothing but unbridled joy. And to be able to also, it had that sort of lemmings element of you could lure your guys in and be like, follow me and they'll go okay no and then they just blow up or like the ability to take over the bad guys who could shoot such a weird world it makes very like terry pratchett thinking i don't know why it makes me think terry pratchett the old odd world thing but um but oh mate i'm going down a rabbit hole already i can't wait to play that game let's talk about the other games that are also available it's very zombie themed and uh i'll leave the the days gone stuff until the end of this because it ties into the next news but they also included zombie army 4 dead war i can't be honest never played it but it's one of those games that keeps popping up you know it's just like a and you can play zombie army i'm like well what's what's it what's it about I've never heard of it. It's just um, another generic zombie looter shooter thing. But, hey, they're giving it away for free, so I never look a gift game in the mouth, as we say. Uh, but let's talk about the other game they've included, a PlayStation original, Days Gone. Now, when this came out, it made a massive splash. Um, for better or worse reasons, a lot of people were kind of disappointed with it. I've got to be honest, I'm one of those people that did buy it, uh, and I've got to be honest, I wasn't too impressed by it. But as they kept patching and adding some more stuff to it, it became better. It's part of the PlayStation collection. It's very much a hallmark of the PlayStation first-party titles. Whenever you see PlayStation first parties being advertised, Days Gone is always part of that conversation. So to include that for free right now is a massive statement, A, in the value they want to add to this proposition, but also what they think about this game. I have not played it. Um, <laughs> I... I've read a lot of reports from people who have played it and exactly what you've said that it's um, at first it was a bit rubbish and then it did really well. I've found, because it's a game that I've looked at a few times, because obviously being a Sony exclusive, it's like, "Mm, hello, Um, kind of a first, is it first party? Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, it's a big, it's a dad, it's a big daddy game. You know what I mean? It's a big daddy game. So we're going to put our money to this. This is a, when you talk about PlayStation exclusives, we want you to be talking about God of War, Last of Us, Days Gone. And I don't think it's, and here's the problem. Usually PlayStation first party exclusives 
home runs. Like when you play them, like you say, it's Horizon Zero Dawn. It is Spider-Man PS4. It's God of War. It's a game of the year contender. Whenever they release a first party title, it's a game of the year conversation starter. This was not. And I think this is, I want to say it was not a miss, but it weren't a hit. No, and this is it. And even now when you look at people's reactions to it, it's, uh, I really love this game. Or it's, Ah, I found it dull as dishwater. Um, the reason I did, genuinely, the reason I didn't go go for it straight when I, when it came out was because the main character looked like a dork with his stupid hat. <laughs> oh come on, man! Don't give me a guy in a hat like that. I don't want to be that guy. Like, give me anything else other than that. Yeah, dude, we've, we've that had hat. enough of stale male pale protagonist in it, boring man. video game world, right? Give me yeah. something else. Give me someone else other than generic white dude. I'm done with it. Oh, add it like the what's the guy from uh, was it uh, Watch Dogs where they where they get they had a baseball cat on okay cap on yeah uh, I can't remember his name but like adding a cap to these white dudes right ain't <laughs> making them more interesting more right? <laughs> doesn't make them doesn't make them more interesting for me like I don't care give me someone else with a funny with a with a with a with a, with a, with a more interesting story because yeah. I'm kind of bored of it but no I, yeah. I completely agree so just to. Uh, avoiding spoilers but the game does get better and the, the game does warrant its existence it's just not a massive hit now as part of that first part that goes quite nicely into the next bit about the news is that there are rumors that the studio that made days gone did eventually come up with a pitch for a sequel now sony eventually turned around and said no dice we should all point out this is speculation so what do we know what the actual truth is but essentially the rumors are that a sequel was being pitched however that was rejected in favor of that studio having to focus on someone else's IP. They're going to be partnering with Naughty Dog, apparently, for a remaster of The Last of Us. Now, it is fair to say that Days Gone does have some spiritual cousin uh, connection between The Last of Us in terms of some gameplay styles and its apocalyptic worlds and all that sort of stuff. So it's not a far stretch of the imagination. But this is the first time that I'm seeing a negative from being a first-party studio, right, of you can't work on your IP anymore because we want you to work on someone else's IP. And let's take a moment to talk about a Last of Us remake, not a remaster, which is what we got in the last generation, which was a remaster of the PS3 game. Why come back to this well? <sighs> I don't, I, not, was anyone asking for this? No. I, don't, I, I mean, don't we got, we've, got the TV, we've got the TV show being made at the moment, right, with um, Pedro Pascal uh, oh. being the lead in this, which tip-top casting, but... Why do we really need this? Like, who's asking for this? A game that was released in 2013, I think it was. Like, doesn't need yeah. to be remastered, remade. I mean, what is it? Remake or remaster? So we've got. There's actually a version called The Last of Us Remastered. This which is, is a it. PS4 game. So which I, we, which I own. Yeah, yeah. It's like why? Why come back to this again? What more do you want to tell out of that story? But is it producer Miles? Be, is it going to be a remake? As in complete remake loosely based off the tv program i mean no one knows and i think sorry to interrupt but surely if it's going to be anything added anything new naughty dog will control will, will be working on it they're not going to yeah. give the reins of that to another studio so why, like, why, surely it's, it's like just a, a vicarious visions thing where it's like, uh, you guys can come in, you know, give your pitch, do some cool stuff to it. But ultimately, like the, the owner is the publisher. 
And I think I think you're right. I don't know how much say they're going to have really on doing anything other than just tell the same game again, just with some next gen enhancements. It's just it feels like it stinks to high heaven. It feels like a really bad move, and I don't really know why. I don't believe there's much truth in this, but the internet's going nuts for us right now. You also had another. I also had another rumor. Uh, well, not, not rumor. They said it uh, the other day where Naughty Dog came out and basically said. Um, uh, yeah, if it was, uh, we'd love to work on another Jack game, but we, we just can't. It's like, <laughs> all this money, all this money is so hard. We've got to keep pushing money into rooms. I don't like, Have you ever tried to push a big bag of money up some stairs, Michael? It's difficult. I've heard this. It is I've very, very difficult. It is very difficult. So Scrooge, I, I McDuck, totally <laughs> Scrooge McDuck makes it look remarkably easy to dive into a swimming pool full of coins. All right. Hurts. Yeah. Hurts. Mm. Bloody nose I had for a week. Um, <laughs> but... I mean, look, I love Jack and Daxter. One of my favorite games for the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, sorry. Uh, Jack 2 and Jack 3 can go and suck an egg. Awful games. Let's rip off GTA for, that no one wanted. Um, I would love a complete, like, if you're going to remake a game from the Naughty Dog back catalog, look how well Insomniac games do with Ratchet and Clank. Look how well received the Crash Bandicoot games have been. Like, this Crash Bandicoot 4 came out recently. Uh, again, really well received by all accounts. Um, just remake Jack One, Jack and Daxter. It's a basically a Disney film come uh, that you can play. It's wonderful. It's truly wonderful. Mm. Bring that to the new audiences. That is that was PlayStation Two era, man. Come on, just do that if you're going to do something. Mm. Well, let's let's like say let's let's see what happens. Let's see if the the rumor progresses. Hopefully not. Um, based on that, and yeah, like you say, there's other things in the back catalog to go for. Someone who's building his own back catalog at the moment is Mr. Hideo Kojima. I am going to promise you, I'm not going to talk about Death Stranding and how much that game sucks, or about how much it's just a fetch quest simulator. Or about if it wasn't him that made it, it wouldn't have got any of the acclaim it got. I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is that he's heavily rumoured by making his next exclusive with Xbox. Mr. Phil Spencer was doing other videos on the round. Now he's been he's been trolling for a while, right, Mr. Spencer? He likes to stand there in his office, you know, his cool stuff. Let's face it, if we all had Phil Spencer money, we would have that sort of stuff around us. And every now and again, people will be pulling out little Easter eggs of, oh look, he's got a kojima like statue thing on there and um, there's rumors that he's heavily involved with them making his next game for games pass which if that happens i mean you know we we're talking about this briefly in our in our whatsapp chat for my money like kojima with some checks in place you get metal gear kojima unfiltered you get death stranding if you're going to roll out the red carpet and not give him and just basically say do what you want we're like netflix we're not going to give you notes um then Mr. Moles, you've got something to add to this. If you give him unlimited resources, he's going to do stealth package delivery. <laughs> Where you don't even get the, the thrill of getting no, caught. What you do is, is, you know, a person sitting in the house are going, huh, what was that? And the package is on the doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, how you what, get S rank, right? What video gimmick, uh, video game gimmick is he going to... You've got to expand out into a game this time around. Quick time revent the game. Oh, I don't know. Um... <laughs> oh, it's just, it's NPC. Just... You're just an NPC for two hours. <laughs> Mate, just I think I reckon it'll be because so he's you've done him being a postman. Maybe the next one he's like a, like a fireman, 
and he just, he just <laughs> go around putting out fires and he's going to craft these fires and he's going to make some ridiculously new engine like the Fox engine for the for Metal Gear 5 one for, game. for this one, game, one mate. game he's going to make a whole new engine just so he can make cool looking fire and water effects that's that's yeah. what's going to happen well I'm not like I'm not going to beat up other stuff but yeah let's I would it stress says. it will be on another planet and instead of fire it's babies or something do you know what I mean it's just something is just <laughs> nuts with it you know <laughs> I mean, yeah, there'll be something very meta. There'll be like three hours of cutscenes. I went to go out of curiosity. I went to go Google the ending to Death Stranding. And, you know, there's always someone out there who's taken all the cutscenes and stuck it into a video. It's like seven hours long, all the cutscenes. And I, I, you know what? I, I, there isn't even a bridge version that I can watch to make this easier. I'm done. But I will say this. Um, the fact that Sony, do, we were talking about first party, they keep saying, Day's gone. First party. First, day's gone. Day's gone. And that's not even a good game. So. The fact that they do not, whenever they talk about, you know, when um, a, a PlayStation Studios games loads now, they're doing the whole MCU thing of, hey, look, vroom, and it's got lots of images from their back catalog now because it's a, it's a pretty damn good back catalog. No Death Stranding. No talking about Death Stranding in the pride they have amongst their studio exclusives. Uh, not ne- And okay, I appreciate Hideo Kojima is not a PlayStation exclusive studios, but they produced exclusive content. You know, you figured they'll talk about it at least a little bit. The fact it's not even in the PlayStation collection shows how they, they feel about this. And if they wanted to put a ring on it, you bet your bottom dollar, they could have put a ring on it and made Kojima studios, a PlayStation first party studio. And they didn't. But the issue is, is that Sony have shutting down their Japan studios, right? So they're so basically one of the things Sony's losing goodwill with people at the moment because they've mm. shut down or they're shutting down a lot of studios and they are literally putting all of their eggs in the AAA basket. Um, that's their thing. They want to make big blockbuster games, which are the be all and end all, right? I'm very intrigued because they spent the previous five years before that getting every single indie developer in that's, that's good in the world signed up to them and making games that everyone would look. Do you know what I mean? I'm very intrigued this latest kind of direction Sony are going in. Um, mm. Could work out for them. Don't know if it will. Could be amazing. Who knows? You know, I, but I know that I just know that from you know, kind of the sentiment I see online is that they're kind of putting a few people's noses at a joint with some of their kind of recent, uh, recent um, ways of the, that they've gone. You know, so it's a bit, yeah. bit, bit odd bit questionable maybe well let's let's see how that pans out uh, a game that had um, this is a very peculiar piece of news a game studio had to come out and confirm they are not Hideo Kojima so um, a game that was given a video demo recently abandoned it's a horror survival game PlayStation exclusive it looks amazing if you get a chance to watch it Michael watch behind it and make sure you're watching it behind the sofa because I think it will scare the crap out of you but a lot of people thought that this was very much the spiritual successor to PT now we know Hideo Kojima was rumoured to be working on a horror game next and obviously there's heavy links with the xbox game but everyone's saying no this game abandoned this is the kojima next game like it's all smoke and mirrors to the point that the studio had to come out and say this kind of sucks for us to be honest because like there's like 10 of us working in our basements and we produce something which is like of a global scale and the first thing everyone's talking about isn't how amazing this game is, but assuming we're Hideo Kojima. Now, what amazing company to be held in, but we are not Hideo Kojima. <laughs> I never thought, I've never, I'd like, just to see where it goes. Yeah, I saw it on, I think it was IGN saying, game developer confirms it's not Hideo Kojima. I was like, how many studios have to come out and do this now? I was texting AJ saying, you know, it'd be quite funny if you just come out, go on Twitter right now and say, I can confirm that Hideo Kojima didn't make Battletoads. <laughs> but uh but anyway it looks awesome but anyway let's uh let's move on from that let's talk about um 
Over the last week or so, press have been given exclusive access to the Mass Effect remastered uh, collection. Now, this exclusive backstage pass, if you want to call it that, was basically an online Zoom event where they were given some videos of showing uh, the first three games in action. This was uh, cumulated with a trailer that was released a couple of days ago. Boys, I have never touched Mass Effect, apart from I think maybe at university, Michael, you had it on the Xbox 360. And I think I stuck my head in when you were like some alien chick. And I was like, what are you doing? And like Mass Effect. I was like, oh, carry on. And I left it at that. But I hear it's a damn good game. And I am going to invest some time in this when this remastered trilogy comes out. What's your thoughts on this? How hyped to you? I'm a lot more hyped than I thought I'd be, um, if I'm honest. I didn't think I was that hyped. And then I watched the trailer today um, and I was like, yeah, man. Like, I love, like, I'm a big sci-fi fan. I like I like good sci-fi. Um, and Mass Effect is freaking good sci-fi. Um, gameplay is all right, but the story and the decisions you make and the writing and the atmosphere and the lore, that, that's just top, top gravy, right? Top, top gravy. Um, <laughs> Mass Effect 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. And I've only, I'm, I've only played every other game that is my favorite game ever. I've played through before multiple times. Like I've completed Bloodborne mm. a couple of times. I've completed Banjo-Kazooie about 50 times. Like, I've played these games lots of, lots of times. I've only ever played through Mass Effect 2 once. And it stuck with me so much ever since that I, I, I automatically, someone says, what's your top in your top five Mass Effects in there somewhere? Um, Mass Effect 2 specifically. Um, because it, it really had an effect on me. I, I, was, I was really compelled to finish that game and to, underst- and to really get to grips of what's going on. I loved it from start to finish. Cracking game. And yeah, dude, I, I'm hyped. Totally hyped. Yeah, the man. changes well, have I- made look good. What I love about this is because, again, I haven't played one, two, and three, but my understanding is that there were some gameplay adjustments between each game. So although you could easily adapt and play through them, there isn't necessarily a exact same UI, same sort of thing. Similar like when you played the Crash Bandicoot trilogy remaster or something like that, they've taken a gameplay style and made it the sit across all three games. So the character creator, which apparently by all standards is gold standard of the time of this is how you make a character and they've now managed to apply that logic across a consistent uh, journey across those three games that's compelling they've touched up a lot of the graphics on the first game in particular they also went and fixed a bunch of bugs this isn't just a quick let's just port it off again this is a let's go back and do all the little bits that we wanted to that we couldn't before. It's going to massively benefit from next-gen loading. It's going to massively benefit from all the extra textures they're going to be able to render in this. Two things. 60 FPS, right? Because what I think that's what they're aiming for on consoles, which is going to be yeah. oh, incredible. Um, second thing, what they're doing is the exact opposite to what Nintendo would have done or would do. <laughs> exactly what's and all the exact same port it would be yeah, look, look, look what they did with mario for christ's sake the three games they released for limited time as well like <laughs> <laughs> not on. only are we not going to do anything we're not even going to let you hat we're not even going to leave it accessible in the shop past the 31st of march <laughs> never going to go on sale either so you're either going to pay full price or tarred cheese sorry it's like <laughs> Cheers. man yeah i i am very much looking forward to this game though moles i had to i have to ask i know you're, you enjoy your mass effect as well for someone who like I, just give me a quick barometer how many hours you think it's going to take 
to go from one to three, to consume this whole thing and get the story so that you are singing from the hilltops like Michael is on this? How many hours do you think you need to sing Mate, to get through I, that? I, I couldn't grasp. I'm going to plug a figure out here because I don't know what changes they've done. You Like you say, they've heavily spit and polished on this one. So you could have, I don't know, you could have a 25-hour game each. I don't know. You could probably speed run through it and just, you know, don't do all the um, side quests. And I think they call oh, it the, the, relationship, the relationship missions where you gain their affiliate with your um, sidekick. Oh, I'm a side quest sucker. Are. You know I'm going to go for it. Um, okay, so oh, when it got, comes to... Tens of hours. You've so, Mikey, tens of hours. So Mass Effect 2 in particular, um, that game almost feels like just side quests, if you see what I mean. It's weird because the... The whole premise of the game is you're recruiting people to go for the big, the big dandy, right? Yeah, it's the loyalty, um, isn't it? Yeah, and um, like if you don't do all the side quests, like certain things will happen, basically. So, like for, when I play it, there was one of those games I played, and I was just like, I'm going to do every single bloody thing I can to make sure that I have the highest possible chance. Do you know what I mean? Like hmm. it was what they they. They did it in such a good way that none of it felt like filler and all of it felt like killer. And I was like, I'm in, I'm doing everything. I'm reading everything. I'm, I'm looking for everything. Like when you go back to the Normandy between missions, I was relishing it. I was like, I can't wait to go and speak to every single person on this ship again to see exactly what they have to say. If, if they've got one new line of dialogue, I was just, I was obsessed, man. Like I was so into it. I can't, I can't stress to you. Like I was in. Yeah. All right. I think you're going to get probably 30 hours out of each game. I reckon. Nice. Okay, and you'll probably, so... you won't get everything. If you want everything, you'll, yeah, it's going to be a lot. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to put a bet down now and then I will try go buzz through all three. I'm hoping there's going to be some form of counter to say how many hours you sank in the trilogy. I'm going to, I reckon it's going to be, a, I reckon 60 hours. I'm going to go for that and what, uh, see, see how I get through three. that. No, across all three, across all three. Yeah, I think mean... I'll end up, I reckon I'll lose myself in two, and then once I spend too long on two, I realise, oh, crap, I need to mainline three just to get to the ending. There we go. So just to, to round off the news, uh, we were talking about this a while back, actually, because uh, Avengers is a great game. Please come and join me. Um, what things could it do to kick ass? And one of the things we were saying is, well, that free to play. Like well, That's how you're going to drive up monthly users. And it's not free to play, but it has been announced to be added to PS Now. And they've also included uh, Ace Combat as well as a few other interesting games. Michael Carden-Edwards, you have your finger up, sir. You are looking at a man who uh, decided to go and get a free trial of PlayStation Now. Uh, nice. So that I could download Marvel Avengers. How good is there that? There we go. See, see right. it's working. It works. Wait, no, no. I haven't. <laughs> I installed it after right. ten minutes. I uh, I downloaded it overnight. I was like, I stick it on before I go to bed. That, that'll download. Uh, the next day, went did, did my working day, what have you. Got to the evening, I was like, oh yeah, forgot about that. I'll, I'll have a little goose, have a little go, see what's going on, bruv. Right. First things first, I wasn't unable to carry my because I played the beta for. A, cup of coffee i can't carry yeah, it doesn't no. it, yeah it doesn't carry that one so it's very frustrating right fine that's irritating um so i i went in the menus a bit 
had a look around. Oh, look at all these different characters. Hawkeye's there now. He looks terrible, but he looks like, you know, it's Hawkeye. Great. <laughs> it's Hawkeye. It's, it's terrible, but it's Hawkeye. Yeah. Exactly. And then, and then what I did was I, I was like, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to play this now. And I looked at my time, looked at my phone. Oh, well, I've got pretty clear schedule. This is quite nice. I can probably pump out two or three hours. This is going to be, this is going to be quite good. Getting the old Avengers game. And I was even, I was even sitting there thinking, Oh, I can tell Flinty. I can, maybe I can get on the go with him. I wonder, and I, then I started thinking, oh, if there, is there like a gate cap that I have to do? Do I have to complete the story mode first? I was thinking ahead. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I was like, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm here now. What else is there to do? And then I clicked on uh, the campaign. I think it was mission. One. I think I had to click on mission one and uh blue screen of death. Oh uh, no. That's game is error. Right, booted back to the main PlayStation screen, and uh, I, I highlighted over Marvel Avengers. I pressed start on my controller. I I, I, I flicked down to delete. I pressed delete, <laughs> and then I confirmed with a click of the yes button. Yeah, you built me I up so it, much, man. I was I, hoping. I gave it a damn good chance. Okay, I gave it a damn good chance there. Right, I was like, I'm gonna try this. For you, Adam Flynn, and because I bloody love Marvel, right? And what do they do? It's not like I'm using like like a base PS4 that when it I'm not using uh, a red. I'm PS4 using a Pro, man. I've got a PS4 Pro, glacier white, yeah, and loads of space on the old hard drive. Everything else runs like a dream. This thing, mate, blue screen of death. When I literally press the button to play the fucking game, I'm out, uh... bro. See you later. <laughs> no thanks. You can imagine someone at their like dashboard just going, guys, guys, we are getting hundreds of thousands of downloads. That's amazing. How many people have got to the first mission? Oh, it's just Adam playing it again. <laughs> God damn it. But anyway, uh, that is the news for this week. Um, let's let's round off with one more spin of that wheel, boys. Okay. So if somehow you've missed uh, the, the intro about this or somehow missed uh, on other pods about this, we've got a bunch of topics on a wheel. Some are suggested by friends, some are suggested by listeners, some of them are just from us. We've had no time to prepare. We do not know the outcome. So, licensed properties. What video games from licensed movies have you enjoyed? What licenses would you like to see? Etc. Etc. X Men. As in from the films, or you're talking about what you want to see, what you've enjoyed? X Men. Just X Men. Just X Men. I will say the Ultimate Alliance games are every one of them incredible. The first one back on the old 360 was absolutely brilliant. They'd done a sequel, Civil War, uh, which was taking the Civil War storyline. Again, excellent. And Mikey, I know you're the only one in this group that's played Ultimate Alliance 3. Again, like I know you've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but it's it looks incredible. And that gameplay connect that like four people, couch co-op playing. Love it. Absolutely love that stuff. You know, yeah. I, I would like to see. Oh, sorry, gone for it. No, I was just gonna say, like, um, it just, I say X Men because there's only been three good X Men games, right? Um, the there's an X Men, there's a Wolverine X Men game which apparently was really good. Never played it. Origins. Then you, the, yeah. then you had X Men Legends One, X Men Legends Two. Um, both those games are dope beyond belief. Dope beyond belief. And uh, it's now been ten years since we had one, and I'm like, 
well, more than that, more than that. It's been like more like 15 years since we had one. And I was like, well, where, 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 when, where, how, give me. Yeah. Mm. Give me for, for goodness sake. X-Men are in art on my Alliance 3. That was a nice taster. Give me something else, man. Like I'm, I'm dying for it, man. I'm dying for it. I keep thinking there's this game in my head with X-Men that I keep thinking, why has no one nailed this? Because you've got such a, a cast of characters. That's amazing. You've got so many different amazing story modes you could tell this in. Now, I would happily settle for a single narrative where you play as a, maybe you go from character to character, but you just follow an excellent story and you've got a tapestry of stuff to pick from. Or, you know, everyone wants this game as a service world. You've got a readily made one there in the X-Men universe. Like, why aren't people touching on this? Is that because maybe Marvel games like, you know, I think in all fairness, though, Marvel obviously owned the property. And for a period of about 10, 15 years, Marvel Studios, because this happened on the comic side as well. They basically said, look, we don't own the movie rights. We ain't. Tr- we don't want them to be any more popular than they are. So we ain't going to focus any effort in the comics. So the comics took a massive backseat. And maybe that, that brushed into the games world a little bit as well. But now that it is back in the house of M in terms of the MCU, and we know eventually those movies will come out, I would love someone to to really, really give this the sort of love and attention it deserves and maybe give us the Avengers game we all really wanted uh, with with X-Men. Um, you are right. That X-Men Origins game is in folklore of being absolutely incredible. Mark Hamill does the voice of Wolverine on it, believe it or not. And um, it's just incredible. I, back when movie tying games actually meant something, you know, actually there. Um, I, I remember enjoying it quite a bit, the Batman Begins game. Did you ever play it? No, I never. Uh, no, I don't think I ever played that. It was just, it was just really, really enjoyable. The only problem is, is that it was just at that point people were like movie tie-in games suck because unfortunately at that point the the reputation was gone. But the amazing Spider-Man games, they were incredible. In fact, um, the Spider-Man that we play now on PS4 owns a lot of its DNA. And they even admit that, like, it's Spider-Man Two is the one that like um, the web swinging was kind of renowned as being the best web swinging around until. Maybe the later, but then even they, even with the latest, some people prefer Spider Man 2's uh, web swing on that one. Um, the um, I loved the uh, the old classic movie times with the Disney films, um, Lion King, Aladdin. Oh my god, man! Hardest game of all time, the Lion King on Mega Drive. It, that it, soundtrack's dope as hell. Impossibly difficult, but my word! I mean, you, they're on uh, they're actually on sale on the Switch recently because like you can buy them both as a bundle for like twenty five thirty quid, and it's like. Who's paying that? Um, but you, <laughs> they're on sale recently. And I, there was a part of me that was like, ah, oh, that would be great. But then there's also a part of me that goes, ah, oh, I wouldn't get past the, the second level. So oh, yeah, you'll just, you'll just cry yourself to sleep. I'm going to talk one movie tie-in, which was the most revolutionary thing in the world. And I remember at the time thinking, this is going to change video games forever, which was Enter the Matrix. So while they were making those uh, Matrix sequels, the Wachowskis sat down with Warner Brothers and said, not only do we have a vision for um, the the movies, but we've got a vision for a video game as well. And they're like, okay. And they're like, we're going to film exclusive content whilst we are making the Matrix uh, sequels. And we're going to give it the same level of polish and effects that's in the movie, but it's just going to be content specifically for that game. Uh, Jada Smith's character was a main character in this game. In fact, half the reason why Jada Smith was hired for the role Obviously, it's because she's amazing for these movies, but actually she's going to spend a substantial amount of time recording scenes for this video game. And this video game, so I want you to hear Matrix video game. 
you mean like bullet time, but like actual bullet time, bullet time that was kind of invented from films that inspired the thing. A bullet time is now going to be in a video game about bullet time. Oh my god, meta as hell. Um, and it was incredible. Like I got to say, I really, really dug it. I thought it was amazing. It must have cost a shit ton to make, and it must have never have made that money back. Probably why we don't get tie-ins like that anymore. But Jesus Christ, did you ever play it? Uh, no, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Uh, I remember. I think. I want to say I tried playing it on the PC or something around that time and it didn't work on my PC. I, 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 I remember it being a thing, but I don't know if I ever actually got to play it. Yeah, I know I tried. You had, your, you had your finger up. What was your, your take I, on that game? I had it. Yeah, I had it. Um, PS2, I believe. Uh, played quite a lot of hours into it. It was weird because I hadn't seen the Matrix films when I played the game. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I watched the Matrix films. Uh, later date and I was like that's nothing like the game that I had back in the day (laughs) it was was one of them kind of weird crossovers like you say where there was a lot of content in the games uh, that was kind of side I mean they did they did kind of like job it in terms of it would be a scene in the Matrix sequel and what they would do I can imagine them filming the scene for the movie you know all right guys Keanu can you move off because Jada's going to come in and make it look like she's just missed you and that's going to be a scene for the video game. It's going to make absolutely no sense to the movie, but she's basically going to run in and miss you because they're basically going to recreate that scene. <laughs> but um, there was an MMO uh, made for The Matrix. It was called Enter The Matrix, I think it was called, or something like that. And I remember getting that at university, trying to give it a go, but like my, my computer was crap and it was pretty bad. Um, again, another... I, I think, of- you know, I think that might be what I'm talking about, if I'm honest. Yeah, so it's like they created a city and you could go in the city and you can go like do stuff. It was probably ahead of its time in terms of what it was achieving. It was the Matrix Online. Ah, that was it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think it was a pay to play one as well. So, yeah, yeah, I I mean, it was. I don't think it was good. I'm coming in with the best one Goldeneye. Oh, my days. Yeah, yeah, you can't top that, can you? I mean, it's literally the 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 greatest. Well, I don't know, greatest. That'd be an interesting wheel topic another time. Definitely one of the most iconic first person shooters of all time. One of the things that I love about movie times is that sometimes you have an opportunity to tell a story that you couldn't tell before, or maybe something that just never happened. Right. So we never got that third Ghostbusters movie, but we got a Ghostbusters game that was meant to be that third movie, right? They got Dan Aykroyd to write the script and stuff. Never played it yet, but the idea of taking a movie and continuing that narrative in a different form i do i love reading comics like that all the time and the fact that they've done a ghostbusters game i know mikey you're one of the world's biggest ghostbuster fans like that i like the idea of doing something like that i, I really want to play it and i've just never got around to it it's one of those things that i see it on sale and i think ah, oh, i don't have the time at the moment and it's just one of those things that i've just i'll get it eventually and i'm looking forward to it but um yeah, it's just one of those things I've not got around to, basically. I don't, it's one of those things as well. Like, I love the first two films so much that I don't want to sully them at all. So if this game isn't as good as I hope it is in my brain, do you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, maybe yeah, that's kind of pushing me off playing it. Mosley, when you point your finger up and we point to you, that means talk, buddy. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was trying to unmute my mic, but I couldn't find my mouse cursor. Um, John Wick. 
Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. Make that happen now. I know there is a John Wick game available, which is more of a strategic thing. It's not necessarily what we're thinking about. But yes, just make that in the style of just some vigilante. You're going to go gunishment down everyone. Oh, take my money. Moles, I've got one for you now. This is based on the idea of taking a story and continuing the narrative as well. I want, I think this would be incredible. Kill Bill. The whole bloody affair. So Kill Bill 1 and 2 as a story. So you go through your chapters and then the next step for Beatrix. There's always this There's this script that's been floating around for a very long time over. Do you remember in Kill Bill 1? I think it's Kill Bill 1 where she kills Black Mamba and then her daughter is there and says, you know, if you want to kill for me, you know, come for me, I'll understand. I want that as a game story, but I want to play the iconic scenes from Kill Bill 1 and 2 and then carry on the narrative on in like a proper good linear story with some amazing fighting and some great dialogue. Get Tarantino on board to write the script. It would be... I think you're onto something now. I I would also argue that we should develop the other characters in the game as well because they are a group of assassins, aren't they? Apart so, from Michael Madsen, he should never be developed as a character ever again. Anyway, right. he he can remain the drunk in the trailer. So, but <laughs> you know, you could have all the missions with all the play all the different characters, all the different assassins in different settings. There is a a world of story there. Um, just to play the Kill Bill, I've watched the film so many bloody times. I don't think that would be that entertaining. You know, once you've done the major scenes, what are you going to play? There's not much there. Well, that's that's the point, right? It's just that's the appetizer to then where the story goes. I, I like it when there used to be. I mean, this is a thing that video game time games used to do all the time, which is a you know what? We're not going to tell you the story. You know the story. You're watching the film. We're just going to take the key scenes and you're going to play them. The Lord of the Rings games done that really, really well. And I think there's, I, I'd love it. There's a, a mythical edit of the Kill Bill movies. Apparently, Quentin Tarantino keeps it to himself he's got a 75 mil cut of both movies and every now and again he will randomly rent out a cinema and sell tickets just for fans i want that in a video game and i want the con- i want the narrative to continue because you can do that in video games i would love that mikey all right what one last thing from me um mentioned earlier on that i don't remember the last time a good marvel game happened like rising like wowzers trousers this thing is incredible um mm-hmm. like i like all my lines um I am astonished. I'm truly, truly astonished at the fact that there is no good Game of Thrones game. Something that was legitimately the biggest IP in the world for a period of time. 100% right. And there has never been anything. like. Sorry, Telltale people. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to talk about the Telltale games, man. Just garbage video games. Um, not garbage for everyone. Some people love it. I hate them, right, with a passion. Bear in mind, they cover all of the things I love, like Batman. And I tried it, and I was like, oh, this is dreadful. Um, Game of Thrones, man. Like, I know they've, everyone kind of finished it on a bum note because of how it ended and everything like that, but I still – the world is incredible, um, and I, yeah. I would love to be able to explore would- that in a – as a like, I'd love Bethesda, for example, to give me that. You know what I mean? That would be something incredible. You know what they could do to basically make that game – sell like triple gold straight away just game of thrones the final season and just be like look we are redcon the tv show we're gonna tell you a version of the finale 
<laughs> producer moles just popped up saying just skin skyrim i mean you've got a point to be fair i'm sure there's a titties and dragons mode on there somewhere but um, essentially just take like make a game and call it uh game of thrones the final season and retell the story maybe don't listen to fanboys because it will be rubbish but actually tell it in a way that you know gives us some real closure there we go job sold you'll, you'll sell millions you absolutely will sell millions uh and the other one i would say as well obviously harry potter is a bit of a taboo word these days just because obviously the you know, jk rowling what have you um we well, not we won't be commenting on those things uh the hogwarts game has been delayed obviously i'm amazed it's taken this long for a good one to come out there was there was the um i think harry potter number two was actually quite good back in the day uh chamber of secrets the actual video game and obviously there's been lego video game versions of everything um I'm amazed we're waiting until we're in like what 2022, 2023, where it's going to come out for a Harry Potter actual triple A game to come out. Baffled, bruv. Baffled oh, as this not a thing. Don't get it. How? Yeah, you're right. You just made me thought about those Lego games. And I just thought, you know, it'd be funny to do is if the Muppets done a movie parody but it's like a video game of just lots of parodies where each level is different movies but like proper serious movies where you're just muppets so muppet seven (laughs) (laughs) muppet taken (laughs) i don't know who you are but i have a certain set of skills (laughs) that might be a nightmare for people like you (laughs) (laughs) i'd love it i'd love it make that happen i think i'm going i think i'm starting to go into movie territory there rather than video game territory but um but yeah, like there's so many. There's such an untapped well of Hollywood there. Which the I Simpsons. Oh, um, I mean, hit and run, right? Do a sequel to Hit and Run. That was yeah. great. Remake it. Remake it properly. Like, I'm, 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 I'm amazed there is no good Simpsons video game, man. Like, w- w- do me a favor here. Just do me a favor. Rockstar's so, like, biggest now- hit. Simpsons remade with Muppets (laughs) but um, we have had every now and again you'll be surprised so there was was like a great Rocky game like I think about five years ago it was a great fighting game just came out of nowhere I want stuff like that I want Commando for no reason someone to license Commando get Arnie's likeness and just make that as a game that'll be one mission the prequel to the mission (laughs) is going to the gun store and then the the actual mission (laughs) is invading the island let me go do it as a one shot do the whole game as a one one level it takes about four hours to do and it's got everything you remember and love for those movies and then i think i think this actually might be quite a good thing to do and then like just do another do predator one shot getting through the getting through the jungle i know miles you've got a soft spot for predator and this might set you off on a rant for a second don't get me do started like- on the predator games mate if they do <laughs> if they do it they've got to do it properly yeah like proper just like tell the story not shot for shot, obviously put in some some you know gameplay elements. But even at the end, like do you remember at the end of Predator when it was like the end of a seventies movie, it was just like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm not dead. It's fine." Even do that <laughs> at the end. Uh, I think we've talked this one to satisfaction. Is there anything else, boys, or are we done? Uh, no, no, I don't think there's anything else. Um, I'd just like to say uh, for all of you Diablo nerds, Diablo three new season happened last week. Um, it's quite fun. It's the other game I've been playing um, this week. I've also been playing a little bit of Monster Hunter, the new one that came out. Um, nice. It's just as complex and fiddly as I remember, but it's delicious hunting monsters. So, yeah, also a good time. And being able to do it on the Switch is a joy. So, yeah. Other than that, we'll see you guys on, what, Nessus, I suppose? Uh, <laughs> see you on one of those delicious planets. Yeah. 
absolutely join our clan it is called the league of shadows get involved we can't wait to to have you on um so thank you very much for taking time to listen to this podcast if you've enjoyed to what you've been listening to click that like follow subscribe button you'll get more content from us every fortnight we drop on spotify itunes stitcher wherever you get your podcasts and services from where obviously as you just heard we talk about video games what we love what we hate all that sweet sweet fandom i want to thank my co-host michael carden edwards how can people find you sir um well i mean you can you can ring me up if you like we can have a chat i can get the fire going we can have a nice little fireside chat if you want it's quite fun um yeah or you can write me a letter letters are cool (laughs) what's your twitter handle sir dm our twitter account and uh, i can forward you my address how's that there we go my twitter handle is magnificent duke okay there you go (laughs) thank you very much and once again thank you to our man in the chair jonathan moles always a pleasure sir thanks very much and uh, it's been a pleasure indeed it's been a pleasure serving you till next time